Hi, welcome to Story Hall, a podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace and let us put a story in your hole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. I'm Roger. Hi, I'm Joey. And I'm Kevin. How's it going, guys? Pretty great. Pretty good. Feeling good, feeling great. I'm on spring break. Yeah, me too. Hey, you guys are all on spring break, aren't you? Got my board shorts on, got my shirt yeah. off. Yeah. Cool. Let me, let me nice. I'll flash you my, my, my boobs. <laughs> I want you to flash my bios if you could do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually, uh, the hard line. actually recording from the beach right now. I got my toes in the sand. Oh, let me hear it. <laughs> I feel like I can hear it just in your voice. <laughs> yeah. you've, got, yeah. you've got a real beachness about <laughs> got you right now. Tropical vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can you can just like smell that puka shell necklace. <laughs> Those stinky puka shell necklaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puka shell. Puka shell. Puka shell necklace. Uh, this is a weird reference. You know what has really good ambience for given the limitations is uh, TNC Surf, the video game for NES. You uh-huh. ever play it? Yeah. Does it yeah. make makes you feel like uh, you're you're on a tropical vacation? Well, well, the opening screen is not music; it's just beach sound effects made with like super weird compressed like noise channels and stuff. That's cool. But it sounds like seagulls and like the ocean, and it's really cool. I don't know how they did it, but they, they did a good job. I should just put that in here for Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Ambiance. It. It's very good. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. So something I was thinking about, um, I wanted to start off with you guys uh, letting me know who your favorite superhero is. My favorite superhero? Favorite superhero or the best superhero, however you want to quantify it. Are we talking like real life superheroes? Because I think teachers, firemen, (laughs) firemen. first responders, all the credit. Uh (laughs) I say that with such disdain. I'm sorry, you guys. You guys are doing great. Thank you so much. No, I meant like Caped Crusader, fictional characters, saving the world. I think that's implied in the super part of the superhero thing. Well, we we know where. Kevin feels about police, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're just regular heroes. Get real, guys. Um, Kevin, do you have a favorite superhero? I have very strong opinions about this particular topic. Okay, go nuts. I, f- I feel like... Take your coat off and then okay. get loose. I'm just going to unwind a little bit. I'm not going to hold anything back, guys. So, get ready. Um, I, have, I feel like there is a spectrum on superhero abilities that lead to being uninteresting on either side of it. And I think that the best two superheroes that encapsulate this are Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. Batman has no powers, I find that to be not very interesting. And Superman has too many powers and is basically invincible. So you have to thread that needle. Yeah, I like my superheroes to be somewhere in the middle there. And for my, my pick, I think that best does this is probably Spider-Man. I think that Spider-Man has his, like, enhanced perception, so he's harder to hit. He's super agile. Uh, He can climb on the walls and web-sling and all these cool things. He's super strong, but, like, a gun would kill him. A gun would kill him. Yeah. 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 That should be the line. Every superhero should be able to die from a gunshot. Well, technically, Superman has kryptonite. That's true. He could die from a, a kryptonite bullet. Yeah. He could. But he's also, mm-hmm. like, impossibly fast and... Yeah, how would you even like, hit him? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. faster than a bullet, huh? Mm-hmm. And he's also, like, a genius. He's got every tick of every box. They just went full hog wild with Superman. <laughs> Your gauge is a balanced 
power platform as to why you think they, they're the best superhero? I think that the most interesting part of magic systems or power systems are their limitations. I think okay. that's what makes it interesting. What makes a good superhero is what they can't do. Yeah, and what, what can get them. I got a question for you, Kev. Um, if there was a comic book, and this is legitimately, this a comic book came out, there's a new series, they announced it, and it's about how Batman and Superman had sex, and they had a baby, and his name is Big Wing, and it's, Big he's wing. right in the middle, right in the middle of the two of them. Would you like that? Would you like that comic, and would you like that character? I think I would have to. I think I would have to like it because of the the power things, but also I really like the idea of a Batman Superman a home life. That sounds yeah. really interesting. I would like to see them just raising a child together. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is it. We're announcing. Uh, <laughs> check out the Instagram, guys. I'm For starting Kevin. a new comic book uh, about a character whose name is Kevin Hole. Who is the son of Batman <laughs> Superman? His name is Big Wing. Uh, you can see both his home life and his super life. Go ahead and uh, make one of those up, and I'll, I'll put it on the Instagram for, for the fans, Joey. Yeah, well, I've got plenty. I've got plenty of dra- drawn already. Do I have a bunch of Co- Kevin Hole drawings already? I want to see Superman helping his son with like math homework. I <laughs> yeah. think that'd be great. Just blasting it with his laser vision. Hating Common Core. <laughs> Just can't handle it. <laughs> this isn't math. <laughs> Why did they change uh, math? Practical application on Krypton just doesn't seem feasible at this point. <laughs> what about you, Joey? Do you care about uh, a superhero in particular? Uh, my superhero is also Spider-Man, but not normal Spider-Man. Mine is cartoon Spider-Man from 1996, where the proportions are really weird and wacky, <laughs> and he shoots the web into the sky, and it doesn't actually stick to the buildings. It just sticks to a cloud or a uh-huh. Is this like Saturday morning cartoons yeah. or uh, Spider-Man? Like yeah. Fox, Fox Mornings? That poorly animated Fox Mornings cartoons. Yeah. Spider-Man is the one I like. What about it? Is it like nostalgia, or did you kind of like that he's kind of crappy? All, all of the above. I enjoyed it. I liked his humor. I, liked, uh, I was a kid, so I mean, I'm gonna like anything that's in front of me. But also, uh, no, that was like, I don't, I don't want rules. No rules. The idea <laughs> of him shooting his web just into the empty sky and then somehow swinging on it is very funny. Yeah, like the animators, are like fuck it, whatever. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> Nobody's gonna <laughs> check. Yeah, <laughs> you have to assume it must have hit a bird or something, and he's yeah. swinging off that bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Roger? Favorite superhero? Okay, this is kind of a tangent, and we can cut this out if it goes too long. But I just found out today about uh, the original creators that made uh, like Superman and some of the original um, like classic superheroes sold off the rights, and then they were left with nothing. So they came up with a new superhero that was they, they figured would be just as popular, and he was called Funny Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks like Funny he, Man. He's a human, but he looks kind of like he has like clown attributes. His like nose is a little bit too big, and he wears dumb clothes. And all the superpowers are just that he has like a, a flower on his lapel that can squirt people in the face. And he has like a boxing glove that comes out of his like shoe or something dumb. And uh, he just seems terrible. And he was like wildly unsuccessful. So I think he's my favorite just because he's uh, so poorly planned and so poorly, uh-huh. poorly executed um, that he kind of ruined a career. And that's, I think that's the best superpower. <laughs> Real life application. What Roger really wants to see out of his superheroes is people who ruin other people's careers. Yeah, just yeah. people yeah, destroying their, their own Dream financial. Crushers. Yeah, uh-huh. Destitute <laughs> and depressed. Yes. Um, it's kind of funny that you guys chose who you chose because we're going to talk about a lot of those DC creators. Well, specifically the two guys who are responsible for Superman, a lot of the DC universe, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. 
a lot of where I mean, we're going to talk specifically about Superman and whether or not the Superman franchise itself is cursed. Oh, uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Superman curse. Yeah, but it ties into a lot of like almost kind of the uh, the funny man aspect of the Superman life. In that, oh, Roger's going to love this. I'm going to love this career. Yes. So Superman, people's lives. Superman's probably my favorite superhero because he his curse actually hurt people's lives in real life. He's my yeah. favorite yeah, superhero. So honestly, Superman <laughs> on the page of a comic book has been ruining humans' lives in the real world since the 1930s. I love that. So in the 1930s, United States, well, the world, but it starts really in the United States, is going through the Great Depression. And, you know, economics were down in the dumps. People were out of jobs. Uh, people were really kind of running down to the last dime because, you know, banks were closing, all this stuff. And the U.S. really needs a hero, at least in that perception, at least to maybe giving kids some kind of hope. And there's a lot of like, you know, government programs that are going on, like how do we keep kids engaged in America, in capitalism and democracy? And so these two guys, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, decide that they're going to start toying. And so they're going to start creating this idea of this perfect superhero the superhero that america needs when it's really really low and so um joe schuster admits that a lot of his motivation was that he was bullied as a kid so he was trying to think of like what would be good that he could kind of bring to the table so he was like he was like a fucking nerd yeah okay. real fucking nerd and uh he's just looking for something that would pop on the page to ruin his life later um and they get the name clark kent from clark gable who is like you know your hunky star from uh from lots of movies what um i'm not blanking on the one uh, frankly my dear i don't give a damn oh gone with the wind yeah gone with the wind for some reason all i could think of a song of the south which is not that's the racist that's, disney movie yeah whoops uh and then kent comes from another actor kent taylor uh lois lane comes from the lane sisters which was musicians and lois rothschild who is uh jerry's schoolyard crush so this is like these <laughs> oh, guys really cute. like pulling. yeah i i kind of like that that like she was his perfect teen girl um but that's you know, why I named my fantasy character Kevin. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Kevin pretty nice. Hole. That's yeah, sweet. Big Wing is the character's name, and Kevin is the <laughs> name of the character that I have a crush on. The real life on the playground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, I got a question. Were there yeah. big superheroes before this, or are they kind of coming up with the idea of superheroes right now? As much as I understand, they're really kind of the trailblazers of a lot of what we will assume becomes superhero okay um because so, superman really becomes iconic yeah as as what that means and we're going to start to see that develop and we'll actually kind of go into what kevin started with his description of uh, superheroes hmm. that's really interesting because the idea of the kid like escaping to uh, a fictional illustration that he's making in his own house because he's being bullied and that's never happened mm-hmm. before you just, you just came up with this concept of like well you know what i can't do it so i'm gonna use this to create something yeah, That's and crazy. they're going to make like this this perfect person that would then balance out this massive amount of power, but with morals and and what you do and how much should you do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they build like the mostly this new industry. I like that uh, that comic books have been a nerd's thing since the very beginning. Since the very beginning, since yeah. the, the yeah. very people, people getting bullied. It. Yeah, it wasn't like a cool guy who was super attractive. <laughs> yeah. 
like yeah. you know, uh, you know, taking time off the football field to, to kind of draw draw himself. Yeah, so he Superman was, is just himself. It's just yeah. him. He's very attractive. <laughs> things are fine. Things are looking good. He's really good at it. This is how um, everybody lives, right? Yeah, this is me. <laughs> this is gonna resonate with so many people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you got the, the industry. The DC starts pretty much being built around this. The whole you know genre of comic books around humanitarian crusaders, inhuman powers, etc., etc., etc. And they really are responsible of taking this Superman character and building it more. Uh, one interesting thing that I think about Superman is he starts very normal. Like the first few editions of Superman, he's just like, you know, running up to people and kind of like pushing them, you know, or like punching <laughs> them. He like he doesn't have all the stuff. He doesn't have like laser eyes and like yeah. super speed. Super speed, laser eyes, no flight. He doesn't have all that other stuff. That comes later with like what we call like power creep, where yeah. you kind of keep having to deliver a new interesting thing. So they can they kind of keep attributing powers to Superman as he kind of gets more and more intense. So with that kind of going on, uh, him becoming more powerful, him becoming more iconic, uh, him representing truth, justice, the American way, all of that stuff. It really ends up becoming a big deal, kind of back to our, our creators, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, when they kind of run on hard times. And like Roger was saying, they ended up selling the rights to Superman away from themselves, you know, going to you know DC Comics and losing control of their own intellectual uh, capital. Do you guys know how much money they sell Superman for? It's probably, I mean, what year is this? 1930s? 1940s, I think. 1940s? It, yeah, it's got to be tiny. It's got to be like, yeah, 25 cents. It's uh, $130. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy low amount of money, at which point with them kind of out of the way, they start just sitting, you know, on the sidelines watching all this increasingly built up Superman, um, you know, go on and on and on. So I mean, you've got, even with inflation, how much is 125 bucks? Probably not that much, right? Like a, a grand? Yeah, the price sold for a thousand. Yeah. Man, do you think, did it become so famous though because DC had the power behind it to like really advertise and stuff and it wouldn't have been that successful otherwise? Or did they just Probably. totally blow it and sold right before it blew up? Like if you talk about like um, McDonald's, like if it had remained with the two brothers, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. then would they have become, so yeah, the story of McDonald's being basically hijacked is a story of like, oh man, that's such a bummer for those two guys who started the company. But would the company have it been have blown up if McDonald's, they had kept it? Yeah. Or would it have been just like a small little stand in the yeah. valley that, or where San Bernardino? Somewhere that nobody yeah. really cared it's like about. Selling a Bitcoin like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh man, I got ripped out of 16 grand, whatever Bitcoin is now. Yeah. I got asked on, we got help from. Uh, CSUN to do our taxes mm-hmm. this year and I got asked uh-huh. if we had any Bitcoin transactions that we had to report. <laughs> I have no idea how that stuff works. That's got to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, do you have to? Do you actually have to tell them? I mean, if you don't want the IRS to audit you and come after you. Oh, they know about my Bitcoin. I guess, I guess it's, it's untraceable, a, it's huh? It's a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Well, I don't I have don't any know. anyway, so never mind. The IRS is plotting this, Joey. They're coming after you now. You'll never catch me alive, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the IRS is one guy, the yeah. son of a bitch. That's actually the villain in my comic, but you'll get to that later. Okay, okay. So 
to get to the curse, um, there was it's it's gonna build because of all the things that ended up happening in the careers of multiple Superman and people who were associated with Superman. And to start off with, we have one of our first Superman, Kirk Allen. Uh, he's he's on like a Superman show, very similar to like what we saw in Superman in the comic books. Very like he's just like smiling and walking around. There's literally a scene where he like he just bonks you know criminals heads together it's very not you know very super Wait, um, what year is this uh 1940s okay is when when his is and he's on you know uh a good good deal of episodes and when it's done even though he was a pretty reputable actor and he did well on the thing uh he blames the role for ruining his career and that he can never get really any good acting gig after this and this would be one of the associations with the curse that once you play Superman, you're typecasted as Superman. Nobody can ever see you as anything else. And for an actor in Hollywood, um, once you are out of that role and you can't get anything else, it's, you know, life ruining. So that would be kind of one aspect of it. And you can kind of tell that I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't seem very curse worthy. No, right? that's yeah, that's I mean, that could happen to anybody. Right. That's just acting. But, yeah, that's just. I that's just wanted to mention it because he's he's the first, and then it starts to get a little weird. Where there's the Adventures of Superman series, 104 episodes starring a Superman played by George Reeves, and this is in like the early 50s, late 40s that he's doing this, and he, you know, more like you know, powerful Superman. He's actually flying in this one. Everybody's very impressed that you know they can make the effects to make it look like he's flying. He also feels that it derails his career, that he's also typecasted. As an airplane. But, <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, he should have just become a passenger jet. Um, the The issue with him, though, is unlike Kirk Allen, who kind of lives his life, he then supposedly goes into a, such a deep depression to find a way to like fill the gap of what his life used to be that he kind of gets uh, super depressed. He's drinking a lot. And on June 16th, 1959, there's a party at his house and people are drinking and, and partying. And for whatever reason, I guess he's upstairs and he comes downstairs drunk and he's yelling at people who were there complaining about the noise. And he goes back upstairs, at which point in time the guests hear a bang, at which point, which is really weird, downstairs, his girlfriend dismisses the, the bang, telling the rest of the people get back to the party, quote, oh, that's just George going upstairs and shooting himself, at which point in time Whoa. he had. What? He, oh was, he was naked, and he shot himself in the temple, and he was dead when, when the cops arrived. So that's already weird, and people are like, is that suicide? Was there foul play? It, it pretty much points to suicide, but people are like, that's, that's a little bit more dark. Was the girlfriend just kind of being facetious, and she didn't think that it was really him shooting himself and was just kind of making a, an off-color joke? Yeah, I think that's how it played because she knew he was like in deep dumps and he would probably talk about suicidal thoughts that led up to it. Right, right. And then she, he was in deep dumps. He was dumping? Deep dumps. You never, you <laughs> never heard of the deep dumps? Naked. Oh, that's why he had his clothes off. Yeah, yeah. One oh, of those. Take this one for me. Explain to Roger the deep dumps. That's when, um, it's when you have to take your clothes off because your dump is going yeah. so deep. Yeah. You know, Roger, have you ever heard of runner's trots? Yeah, I've been there. Uh-huh. It's, it's what happens right after runner's trots. <laughs> okay. It's where you're sweaty and you feel her breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's deep in the dumps, you know? 
Uh, anyways, so yeah, so she, um, I think, just made an off-color remark, and then it was uh, a pretty harsh thing after the fact that it actually was true. Do you think that he had a taste of what being Superman was like, and then he had to go back to being like a normal guy, yeah, and that was that was powers. just too much for him? Mm-hmm. It's funny yeah. because I think there is some degree of the the power that that comes with Superman that that you're idolized and that you are you're a real life you are the superhuman. icon of superhumans yeah. yeah and usually the choice of it is kind of a big brawny guy square jaw somewhat mm-hmm. attractive I think that does get to them in the ways that we would consider combining what we were talking about Superman being too powerful for his own good that almost makes him like a not good character but on top of that maybe dangerous for the psyche of the person when people move beyond him as a viable Superman. Right. Aspect. That's hard. That's a hard. Early. You peaked yeah. in the right. beginning of your career. Yeah. And most of these guys are youngish. So when they're done, it's like, well, we, we need a new young Superman. Uh, you're out old you're man. And, and that hurts them. Yeah. yeah. Both of those though, honestly, I, I was, I read them and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, that could happen anywhere to anyone. Right. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, neither, none of, are any of you guys convinced that it's a curse yet? No. No, no. Well, there's okay. only two things so yeah, far. Yeah, I don't though. think two things count as a pattern yet. They count as a curse. And so when I started like doing my research for this, because I had heard about it a lot, I was like, maybe this won't actually be an episode. But then I get to the Superman movies. The Superman movies that start in the 70s, go into the 80s. And where it really becomes iconic is because there's an actual curse. And the actual curse comes um, from Jerry Siegel... One of the two creators of Superman before they sold the rights away. And this is what he says. When he hears that they're going to be making Superman movies starring Christopher Reeves, when we'll get to him in a second, he is so furious that they're pushed out of any kind of intellectual control and obviously the money involved in it. He says, quote, the publishers of Superman comic books killed my days, murdered my nights choked my happiness and strangled my career. I considered the executives to be economic murderers and money-mad monsters, and I, Jerry Siegel, the uh, co-originator of Superman, curse the Superman movie. Dang. So there's a legitimate, actual curse. curse. Yeah, That's like a magical spell curse. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So now we have to kind of consider, is Jerry Siegel a warlock who's actually (laughs) cursing people? Because this is where it starts getting pretty intense so first superman movie starring christopher reeves uh plays clark kent slash superman and margot kidder as uh lois lane uh comes out in 1978 huge success i don't know if you guys have you guys ever watched the first superman no mm-hmm. no it's pretty goofy um i mean chris Reeves is kind of sort of goofy but he does a really good job of kind of playing clark kent but it, it works. Uh, there's some kind of charisma between him and Margot Kidder. Uh, the, the goofiness kind of plays into the character. Um, it's a very different kind of Clark Kent than George Reeves did because George Reeves, Clark Kent, was very cool and suave. Uh, and Christopher Reeves really plays up the dorky are, Clark Kent. Are they related? They have the same last name. I don't believe they are. Just, I a, think just a coincidence? Just a weird coincidence. Um, but I could have to, you know, add a proviso. But I'm pretty sure they're not. Okay. Um, so... There really isn't any aspect of the curse in the first movie. Success, people are very impressed, but they decide they have to go really big because it was such a big moneymaker so that Superman 2, which comes out in 1980, they really have to get some star power. 
like beyond Christopher Reeves and Mardo Kidder, they want to get one of the biggest stars in Hollywood at that time, and they want to pull in Marlon Brando. You guys all know Marlon Brando, right? From mm-hmm. Godfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They give you, they give you a thing you can't, uh, you, uh, <laughs> yeah. you can't resist. Uh, that's it. That's the line, right? <laughs> Taking a pizza, you can't stop me. Um, so anyways, Marlon Brando plays Superman's father. And they give him $4 million for what equates to about eight uh, eight minutes of screen time. Uh, it's a crazy amount of money that they give him. And a lot of people say that this is the last role that he was kind of considered a coherent actor, let alone like a coherent human being. Hmm. Because right after this, it all starts to go downhill, and you could say it was the curse, or you could say it's this crazy set of tragic events that happen right after he's done filming. So shortly after he's done filming Superman 2, right around the time when the movie's coming out, he lives at, um, on Mulholland Drive, in you know, kind of elite circles where nice houses are, and his son is there, Christian Brando. And Christian Brando gets in an argument with his sister's boyfriend, this guy named Dag. I think fiance, Dag. actually, where they're, you know, they're Dag, Sounds right? like a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know where it comes down to. Some people argue about what they were arguing over. But in the argument, Christian shoots and kills Dag. Oh, no. In Marlon Brando's house. Dag. Whoa. Dag is dead. <laughs> sorry, Roger. Sorry, sorry to do this. So, um... With his death, it then goes into a really public trial because this is Marlon Brando's kid who kills Marlon Brando's daughter's boyfriend, fiance, uh, in his home. At which point, Marlon Brando decides to defend his son. So on in this trial, he goes for like this like hour-long kind of rambling monologue about how it's society, but if you need to blame anybody, blame him. And I don't know if you guys know much about Marlon Brando, but like later life, he's just kind of a rambling sort of incoherent yeah, fella. He gains a lot of weight and he doesn't, he doesn't make much sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it really like can Santa. start to, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just don't want to sit on his lap. Um, but the idea is, is it's um, very weird and, and very odd. And he's getting like angry at people in the background uh, of the trial and he's like somebody shut them up and like it, it's very crazy as to like you start to see a real legitimate decline in Marlon Brando and to make things worse shortly thereafter where Christian will go to prison for killing Dag um, sh- I think it was about six months later uh, Marlon Brando's daughter kills herself Ooh. because of the grief oh, caused by everything at which point what we have in that family is Marlon Brando's career pretty much over. Is is you know depressions you know cycles out of this. He gets more into like alcohol and drugs. Less really seen as a coherent actor after this point. He's got his son who's in prison for killing his daughter's fiance, and his daughter commits suicide. So that's pretty intense, right? Yeah. And to go further on Superman two, Lee Quigley. Mm-hmm is the kid who plays Kal-El, baby Superman. Of course. When he's still on Krypton. Lee Quigley, yeah. And Hollywood's, yeah, Lee Quigley. Hollywood's uh, favorite man, <laughs> Lee Quigley. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, not to make you feel terrible about yourself, but, I mean, it's about death and destruction and the curse. In 1991, one of the reasons why you don't know Lee Quigley is because um, he was doing something, I think the equivalent of, like, 
whippets, like solvent oh, abuse. Yeah. And huffing. he inhales and he dies. Uh-huh. He was huffing and he dies too. So How long was that have, after the movie? Uh, so that happens in 1991. So, so it's 11 time. years. Okay. So again, you could just be like, well, you know, so, kid, Hollywood. Oh, he's uh, supposed child to be stars. a child in the movies, right? So like a he's baby. He's like a baby, baby. Ba- so he died of whippets at like the age of 12. I think he, he was probably Yikes. like 15. Yeah, that's, I, I, I think mean, that's like, the age, right? I think like 13 or something. Yeah. Uh, you guys do I think, What's that? <laughs> what age were you guys at when you started doing whippets? I'm waiting until I'm 65. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I skipped whippets, which was like the the gateway drug, and went straight to skippets. Mm. And and so I do up 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 and then you up up. The very best thing about all is there's a counter on that. There's ball. a counter on this ball. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, so then we got to go back to Lois Lane, played by Margot Kidder, and her life completely unravels after after run around Superman two. So later on, I mean, in in filming right around this time, she gets in a car accident on set. And in this car accident, it breaks her pelvis and she has some nerve damage. She's temporarily paralyzed. It's like this big thing that then gets her into alcohol and, you know, painkiller abuse. She's kind of unable to get work because she's kind of also typecasted. To a degree, is Lois Lane, but also she's, you know, unable to work because she's, uh, you know, unhealthy. Um, she also starts to, like, unravel mentally, where she is convinced that her husband's trying to kill her. She gets to a phase where she will only sleep outside. And where this all becomes public is apparently there was a scene um, in, I think, the late 80s, early 90s at LAX, like Los Angeles International Airport, where she was on a plane and she was convinced that somebody on the plane was trying to kill her and she was scribbling notes to passengers and passing them around. Uh, one of them saying, I am dead on it. Uh-huh. Uh, really kind of like, she's kind of losing it. And where it becomes a really big deal is they end up finding her in a suburb of LA, Glendale. Uh, she's hiding behind a wood pile in somebody's backyard. Somebody just comes home and there's this woman who's hiding behind a wood pile. She had cut off her hair. Her face was all scratched up and it was Lois Lane. That's crazy. And where hers or hers is probably some of the harshest because she unravels so thoroughly. She goes from being like the ultimate, you know, female lead to, she ended up living on LA's skid row, which is a small, really, really kind of depressed place in downtown LA. Um, And, her teeth are knocked out um, in an attempted rape. I mean, it's Jeez. horrendous what ends up happening to this woman. Uh, and she does kind of pull herself together, which is kind of a weird thing. Um, when she was in L.A., I mean, obviously times were tough and, and, and everything was pretty crazy. She's convinced that she needs to go out into the countryside or in the woods. And she's always telling people that she wants to go and, and introduce them to Rosie Schuster who's a relative of Joe Schuster, the creator of Superman in the first place. What? So who knows where Is that, that comes from? It's the guy that did the curse. No. So that was Siegel. Siegel. I mean, would, 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 would it come together really well if it was the same yeah. guy? It was the other guy. I mean, still, it's close enough though. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's the sister of the other creator, right? 
Maybe she helped. Yeah, it's a relative, relative, so I think it might be a niece, niece or a daughter or something like that. I mean, oh yeah, they, they hunkered down and be, made the curse together. They yeah, all threw you know, things in the cauldron. Covenant. Yeah, they all threw something yeah, right? in the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so hers ends tragically too. May two thousand eighteen, she dies. Her death is ruled a suicide. Super tragic case of what you have. Um, so what's her know, body happening. count at for Superman two? Is it up to three? So so far that's three. Okay. Yeah. So baby Superman. Uh, well, I guess four. So we have baby Superman. Then the father Superman, Marlon Brando, has his two actual kids. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, basically future son-in-law, son-in-law yep. and daughter and son in prison. And Margot Kidder dies. Then we also have uh, Richard Pryor, which is kind of a weird Richard thing. If you guys Pryor's much in of Superman? It. He's in Superman 3. In 1983, they decided to kind of go goofier with Superman and they're like, we got to really make it funny. That's what's lacking in Superman 2. Let's got to make it really, really funny. So Richard Pryor is brought in as kind of like comic relief funny man. Um, there are rumors that basically this filming of this movie kind of ruins his relationship with his wife, Jennifer Lee, which leads to a divorce. And that's probably not a rumor because apparently that was before Margot Kidder totally fell off the map. And he was having an affair with Margot Kidder. Oh, Richard Pryor is having sex with Lois Lane which ruins his his marriage there. Uh, and the movie flops horrendously. Superman 3 <laughs> is a pretty bad movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, yeah. but it's... Uh, and the critics kind of hate it. Um, and that's when the people start worrying about Richard Pryor. I don't know if you guys know much about the, like, the decline of Richard Pryor, but a lot of people say Superman 3 was the, the last little glimpse of Richard Pryor in his heyday, but they were already like, well, what's what's his deal? What's going on here? There's something kind of off. It's not really working out considering his mental health, his, his, his uh, like physical, uh, you know, stature uh, that he was kind of like getting a little bit more unhealthy. And so shortly after this, so it's three years after the filming of the movie, um, in 1986, he's diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And so he's becoming, you know, unable to care for himself. At which point, when he needs 24-7 care, uh, he was just hiring care services. And apparently his ex-wife, Jennifer Lee, who will eventually remarry him after the fact, she claims that people are literally just selling his stuff because he can't really defend himself. And they're taking memorabilia and they're just kind of looting the coffers and things like that. At which point in time, she kind of makes amends with Richard Pryor and kind of puts his estate back in order because she says not only were these care personnel taking advantage of Richard Pryor, but so was his family. But then his family also accuses this you know, ex-wife, now re-wife, Jennifer Lee Pryor, as kind of taking advantage of him too. So it gets really kind of hard to like decide what's going on, but pretty much the, the movie was the last time that you saw like Richard Pryor in his heyday. Hmm. And then it just kind of turns into like super depressing after the fact with that. So then that's Richard Pryor too, who eventually dies of multiple sclerosis. The take home from this, I feel like is the next time you want to be an adulterer, just say that you got cursed. And then that's okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, that seems to be the way to get out of it. Yeah. Right. Hmm. It's not me, babe. It's the curse. <laughs> it's cursed into this. Not this curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, Superman four will be the last of the movies in the series. Uh, the Quest for Peace comes out in 1987. This is where Christopher Reeves like writes and I think also has a hand in directing it. Uh, you know, actual Superman himself. Um, and the movie does really bad. I mean, it's 
probably seen critically even worse than Superman 3. And in conjunction with that kind of writing the stinker of that this movie is, as well as being like trying to move beyond typecasting, do you guys know uh, Christopher Reeves in any other role besides Superman? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think no. that's that's it. That thing. Yeah. So apparently, and he was always kind of a daredevil, but they said that after this movie, he accelerated his like daredevil antics, and he would always kind of be doing like death-defying stunts, and that could have become because he was Superman or just who he was. You're talking about like in his personal whatever. life or in movies? Yeah. Okay. In his personal life, he didn't really have the role of Superman anymore. He wasn't really getting big gigs, but he was still pretty wealthy and well known. So he starts getting more and more into actual day-to-day daredevil stunts uh, one of the things that he was really into which a lot of people i don't think think is daredevil but it is dangerous is equestrian events where you're you know jumping around with horses and on may 27 1995 he injures his spinal cord after he was gonna do a jump and the horse stopped and he fell head at first and uh injured his spine um basically making it so that he was you know uh I believe a paraplegic, like he was unable to walk again at the very least. So his his kryptonite was horses (laughs) or spinal damage. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that, Joey? I don't know. I don't laugh at this. (laughs) (laughs) And so with Christopher Reeve at the same year, two thousand four. Him and Marlon Brando day died the same year, but again, you know, they live pretty full lives. I mean, they make it to the 21st century, and that's where a lot of the curse seems to fall off because there's been many Superman beyond that that haven't suffered from the curse. You had Dean Cain, Brandon Ralph, Henry Cavill, Tom Welling, have all these people who apparently haven't suffered from the curse. Yet. Yeah, I guess you could argue. That they have in the same way that the first guy did, though, because they haven't done anything else. Well, Henry Cavill has, but like Henry Cavill is, you know, America's delight. Yeah, but what about like like Tom Welling hasn't done anything? That's true. Dean Cain has Dean Cain done anything besides that nineties? I don't Superman? even know who that is. Did he, did he, he was, run uh, for president? Lois, Lois and Clark. It was <laughs> <in Tom. laughs> I think you're thinking Jimmy Dean. Oh, sausage man, for sausage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was Jimmy Dean the guy? <laughs> Who was the guy who yelled and it ruined his political career? Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Howard Dean. (laughs) 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 I mean, the original curse from the creator was specifically for that set of movies. So it makes sense that the curse would end when that series of movies ended. Right. And it does seem to be like, so Dean Cain is uh, Lois and Clark. It's a 90s series. And he – that series starts in 93, but Schuster dies in 92, and Siegel dies in 96. So it oh, might the curse have ended with them. It dissipated, yeah. Got so it. is the curse there or is it broken? Now, last but not least, there are some people who still kind of believe in the curse. So um, Superman Returns is a 21st century Superman. Kate Bosworth plays Lois Lane. And she was married to Orlando Bloom, and she blames the movie on ruining that relationship. Nah, nah. Believe that. Yeah, that, that, that seems, that seems his, a little fair for us. Was it his laser vision or his stank breath? <laughs> no laughs. Wait, I, did, I didn't hear it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. <laughs> Try it again. We'll, we'll all get really no, into no, it. No, Go. no, no, no. I'll move yeah. for it. 
Brian Singer, the director of Superman Returns, that same movie. Um, when people were packaging the DVDs, three people of the DVDs were hurt. One of them <laughs> fell down a flight of stairs. No, doesn't count. One doesn't was, count. One was mugged and physically assaulted, and one was smashed through a glass window. No, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. Just because somebody worked in the factory to package the DVDs fell down some stairs. That's not, that's not a Superman okay. curse. So the funny thing is <laughs> – That's like saying this, I was watching Superman and my neighbor fell down some stairs. Yeah. Is that the Superman yeah. curse? Funny thing is, is that reminds me of this – one time I looked up spooky ghost stories in Simi Valley because I wanted to know our haunted past. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories I read was about a kid who was rollerblading down a hill – and he fell down and he skinned his knee real bad. And sometimes if you were on that hill, you could still hear the skates. Yeah, like he didn't die. He just skinned his knee and somehow his ghost is haunting that hill. That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of this curse. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> there was, I mean, at least, so apparently at the beginning of the 21st century, curse or not, Somebody approached uh, – so they were going to make a, another Superman with um, director Brett Ratner, and they wanted Ashton Kutcher to be Superman. I don't really know how that works, but this is what he said about it. Quote, I think there's a bit of curse behind that role, the things that have happened to people. Also, I think once you've played that role, then you're just forever known as Superman. It's kind of hard to play other things. I have a lot of other characters I'd rather play. Says Kelso. So maybe, okay. yeah. Yeah. I really want to do a prank show called Punked. Uh-huh. I mean, Superman can't do you, that. nobody's going to ever take you seriously yeah. after that. <laughs> and so, yeah, like it, it's, it's an interesting thing because there were a lot of super unfortunate things that happened to people in the movies. And if you localize the curse of that, it's like, okay, well, maybe. But everything in the 21st century, like, I mean, Henry Cavill is doing totally fine. I mean, he's, he's got a good career. And, yeah, just because somebody got hurt packaging your DVD doesn't really mean anything. But are you guys convinced of the curse of the Superman movies? Yes, I think specifically the fact that the that the co-creator made an explicit curse. Curse, yeah. Specifically yeah. for those movies. And that sequence of movies, one through four, had just tragedies all over. I think that's uh, – I think there's something there. They're gnarly tragedies. Yeah, they're like not like – They're crazy. Yeah. Like there was definitely genuinely like when I was thinking about this episode, I was like, this is going to be such a downer episode because this is like genuine tragedy one right after another. And then you talked about boxing some DVDs and it was all <laughs> about the DVDs. And then you're back, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we were talking about if Dean Cain's ever done anything else, right? Mm-hmm. I think it didn't. He Did he start a donut, a donut franchise? Hell, get out of here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> DK Donuts? Oh, yeah. yeah no. I've been sitting on that joke for like five yeah. minutes. <laughs> I was really thinking about Krispy Kreme. How does, where's where's he right. I don't get it. <laughs> You'll get it later. Yeah. I got a question for you. I got a question. Yeah. Uh, for all those flat earthers out there, how do they explain Superman 2 when he spins around when he flies around the entire Earth to reverse time? How do you explain that, Flat Earth? Yeah, how do you explain that, Flat Earthers? Check Yeah, as the make, representative yeah. of uh, Flat Earthers, Brian, can you please explain that to <laughs> <Yeah>. us? <laughs> All right. Um, explain your beliefs. I mean, I guess you could spin a disc the same way you could spin an, an orb. I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's like a, I'm a flat Earth like a now. frisbee, and he just went around the diameter. Yeah, yeah it's a record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just okay. rewinding the record. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Checkmate, mm-hmm. round earther. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Lumpy Biggie. That's not a thing. And I guess one last thing that I would bring up, and I don't know if this is tragic. So we basically bore through the movies, not so much for the DVD packers, even though we feel real bad about them and their families. <laughs> do, what do you guys consider, if this is curse or not, about the current state of Justice League? No. Just because they're, they okay, made wait, a wait. shitty Let movie. Me just, just, <laughs> no. Wait, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. The reason why the latest Justice League was noted as being really bad is because they changed directors. Oh, you're right. And the reason why they changed directors from Zack Snyder uh, to what's his name? Buffy guy. Uh, Joss, Whedon. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Uh, uh, Joss Whedon is because Zack Snyder's daughter killed that's herself. That's right. Mm. She committed suicide. And apparently everything that's coming out about Joss Whedon is he's a terrible, he's a terrible person, person to work too. for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And so does that play into it at all? Because isn't this Justice League? I, I mean, I honestly haven't watched it because I kind of thought it would be bad. <laughs> but is Superman a bad guy in this? Um, I watched. He's like evil. I watched the Joss Whedon um, version, and Superman's just uh-huh. not really in it. But I don't no. know about the um, the Zack Snyder one. So let's yeah. think about the curse then, because I mean, Joss Whedon was probably already kind of a harsh person, He's a bad person already. But it might have exposed him. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh-huh. in that in that sense, it ruined him as a person. But he was already a bad guy, so it's not like a moral thing. It's just a curse that affects him. Ruined his career. But then the Zack Snyder makes sense. That yeah. one absolutely makes sense. He signs on and his daughter kills herself. Yeah. Yeah. So to tie it all together, and one of the things that I was thinking of, is it not actually a curse of Superman, but Superman shows a degree of success in a Hollywood career that plays out like a kryptonite, where you have too much success, too much power, and it basically you you peak too high or peak too soon, like you guys said, and it kind of destroys you from within. I mean, hmm. I agree with um, with that in terms of the actors and ruining careers, having your family mm-hmm. uh, commit suicide or shoot <laughs> shoot each other. I don't know if that could play into it, but I guess that that's otherworldly. Yeah, that's otherworldly. Maybe they think it wouldn't hurt because yeah, they're Superman. Because they're Superman. Uh huh. Mm. It's misunderstood. <laughs> Did you not like that one, Joey? Oh no, I, was just, <laughs> I liked contemplating it. Contemplating it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked it. <laughs> so that's it. That's a a, a a dark dive into the the nitty gritty. I mean, after hearing this, I think uh, I'm not going to play Superman. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to yeah. be Superman. I mean, in the movie. God. Yeah, that's it. It's just not worth the risk to me. This well, was all an intervention. Knew. Brian staged this entire episode <laughs> to get Roger to not play Superman in the yeah. upcoming yeah. Superman movies. And we did it, guys. Um, it worked. We did it. Yay. Yay. Congrats. We'll have one funny man, two Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll play, I'll play funny man. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were born for that role. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's it. Great. If you want to send us an email, our email address is storyholepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us over on Instagram at Storyhole Podcast on Instagram, if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Send us a message. Tell us if you believe in the curse, who your favorite superhero is, or one that you don't like, or what you think Roger should wear when he plays Funny Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody. Catch right. you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.